Welcome to the King of All Kings Podcast. Street Vibes. Street Vibes. Hosted by Kenny Caraway and Jason Jones. Yes, indeed. Another episode of Sacramento's number one podcast. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying it, Jason. Sacramento, Sacramento's number one podcast. J Street Vibes here. I'm Kenny Caraway. Jason Jones riding with me here as uh, we just finished watching the Sacramento Kings lose again in Golden State. Doesn't matter if it's Oracle or Chase. It just it just never ends well over there. I don't know what the I don't know what the deal is. The only good thing about this is the fact that the Kings don't have to go there no more this year. so we're done with them for the for the season that's a positive but they lose 116 113 in a heartbreaker jason steph curry goes for 47 17 of his 47 in the fourth quarter the kings led pretty much the whole way i'd say put a percentage on it they probably led 87 percent of the game yeah, I mean, outside of the early start, they were in control almost all night. I mean, and then it's like that third quarter run happens. And you say, see, they took the punch and they withstood it. They're going to stay in this. And then just, you know, late in the game, Steph decided I'm not going to lose another game in a row. The losing streak ends. And the only part when I look at that game that kind of just baffles me is, the, you know, that last possession for the Warriors where, you know, there's no shot clock. And they just don't well, foul. Well, well, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me break it down here, and I want to see what your, what your thinking is, where the blame goes because they, the Air Fox, it's a jump shot with twenty six seconds left on the game clock, put them within one, mm-hmm. two, two and a half second differential on, between the game clock and the shot clock. You can, you can make whatever decision you want to make at that point. I'm sitting there saying. Play it out because you have a timeout. Play it out. Try and get a stop, and and get a you know get the ball back. Call a timeout with maybe you know nobody really shoots with zero on the on the shot clock. You might get it with about three seconds to go, down one. Hopefully, the Kings look like they're about to play it out. They try and get some traps, things of that nature, and then it gets down to I want to say I think it was about nine seconds on the shot clock. Mm-hmm. And then they foul it t- intentionally. So first of all, I'm like, well, if you're if you're gonna defend for that long, just play it on out at that point, in my opinion. Because once you foul, shot clock goes off. Now you have to foul again. You just you just kind of wasted about eight nine seconds at that point. So that's what happens. They foul. Okay, cool. Once again, like I said. Shot clock is turned off now with that foul. Mm-hmm. Warriors take the ball out. Steph Curry holds on to the basketball for about 12 seconds <laughs> before anything happens. The Kings are sitting here trying to trap and, and bottle him up. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they can hold the ball for the rest of the game. What are you doing? <laughs> what are I you doing? Like, it seemed like nobody understood that. It was like the look on Sabonis' face was like, like – I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, and that directly affects your last shot because now you can't run anything. You know what? You know what the kicker is, Jason. I gotta look back at the tape again. You know, we don't like to set out here, but I gotta look back at the tape. the The crazy thing about it is, I think they were mad that they got called for a foul in that situation. They were like, they were like, what are you doing? 
Because I couldn't tell if Sabonis was mad. They didn't foul. They mad. They called it. I'm like, but what are you guys doing? <laughs> and it's like a lot of times on those situations, you say that's on the coach. You know, mm-hmm. say, did you prepare them? Did they know the foul? What was the strategy? But part of you also says, you know what? You're in the NBA. Everyone in the building is expecting you to foul, and you didn't foul. They had so two I- point guards on the floor. De'Aaron yeah. and Davion were on the floor. Two point guards. Got to know that. When they inbound the ball, you've got to say before they inbound the ball, we're fouling. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Steph's waiting to get fouled, and they're like, okay, let's just poke at the ball. I'm like, you know, they, they still <laughs> might have lost the game, but that's the difference between, you know, those good teams and teams that struggle a lot of times. It's just the details. It's what are you doing in that in, the, in situational basketball? And I know they say on the telecast all the time, Mike Brown drills home situational basketball, but I always say, it's rare that a coach doesn't. I mean, you don't have many coaches like in the NBA who just run drills and don't talk situational basketball because a lot of times you don't want to go up and down the court in practice trying to save guys' legs. Yeah. So a lot of it is half-court situational things. It was just kind of like, yeah, that's, you know, you, you hope maybe in a month or two they're not making that mistake. But it's like, come on, you had veterans on the floor. What were you guys doing? Yeah, and I would have loved. I, I didn't catch the press. I would love to hear the explanation as to just what was the plan and the clear lack of execution in that situation. Yeah, I mean, everybody's uh, everybody's got their hands in this one. I mean, like like you said, these guys have played basketball for twenty years now. You know what I'm saying? They, they watched basketball for 20 years. This is this. I don't want to call it elementary. It's not necessarily that, but it's close to it. You know, I mean, these are things you learned in high school. So they got to know that. And But I'm not going to stall Mike Brown out completely. I mean, you're sitting there in front of your bench. Yeah. Uh, I think it doesn't matter if there was a timeout or not. Like once you fouled Curry the first time, Mike Brown and his coaching staff, who I like, who have done a great job. This is not an indictment on them directly, but it's just this particular situation. Somebody on there has to be looking at, hey, shot clock's off at this point. What are we doing? Like, are we fouling? Are we trying to trap and then foul? Like, what? Seemed like nobody understood the situation, and that's that's pretty disappointing to see. Yeah, you're like I said, I forgot about that part. Right in front of your bench, not, the NBA teams only have like 38 coaches now. It's like an NFL <laughs> sideline now, and <laughs> like no one, you know, you have your whole team. Like no one's saying. Like, what, I I was just kind of baffled by that, you know. But I guess they split the road trip. <laughs> They did do that. They did do that. Well, Jason, the game wasn't over at that point. Steph Curry goes to the line, hits his free throws, and you put yourself in a certain situation. I get that. I understand all that. Kevin Herter was fouled three times on that final shot. (laughs) Right in front of the referee. What are we we looking at? What are we doing? And Matt Barnes said on the uh, post-game show, the other, the other frustrating part about that is the, the arrogance of the referee. After everybody's like, "Yo, what are you looking at?" No, no, there was no foul there. No, I'm done. No. What, are, what are you talking about? He got fouled three Two minute report. Yeah. Two minute report. Two minute report. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? So let me ask you this: Do you? Because I don't. I'm not. I'm not succumbing to that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying into that necessarily. But the evidence is starting to mount up. Do you think that there is a lack of respect 
when it comes to calls when it comes to the Sacramento Kings? Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely well, how does that happen? Because call you're the like, I'm not going to call it because it's the Sacramento Kings. What? what, what? Yeah, it's one of those things. I remember even back in the day, Malone used to preach it and all they would say. You're not going to, you got to play better than better sometimes because you're not getting the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times in that situation, no ref wants to blow his or her whistle at that moment of the game. I know you're supposed to, but we all know they're human. You all, you know, things get, you know, you, you say, okay, I'll swallow my whistle now. And, you know, if that was Steph, he'd have got five free throws. Oh, <laughs> right. He'd have got they like, reviewed for the flagrant. They, they would have reviewed for landing under. They'd have been like, we're going to give you 10 times chances to make three stuff, you know, because that was egregious. <laughs> yeah, it's. That would have been. They they would have got uh they would have got Malik Monk for uh, stepping in the landing area. <laughs> <laughs> he he'd got ejected with zero on the clock. I mean I mean it's just it comes with the territory almost like you have to, you know I know the league hates it but we all see it you know certain players get you know get certain calls and those players tend to be the better players. Yeah and. Yeah. You know, Kevin Herter is not going to get the same call that Luca gets. Mm. Mm. You know, it I'm just so is what it is. And if you're the Kings, yeah, that sucks at the end. But what you have to hate is that you had a double-digit lead a good chunk of that game. Mm. A good chunk of that game. I mean, Malik Monk was, I mean, oh my goodness. using clay. I mean, I was like, I don't know if it's just he's still getting his legs back after, you know, a couple of years. I'm like. To see Clay get blown by like that repeatedly, that I was like, man, he's torturing he him right now. He didn't stand a chance against Malik. He didn't. No, stand not at all. Yeah. You know, but you know, it's. You know, I guess if you look at the, the the big picture, it's you know two and two out of on, on a four game trip. Mm. You know, you really should you know argue you should went four and zero. Oh. Mm. You, you wow. blew leads in two of those games. Yeah. You know, that the games you lost were games you very well should have won. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're, you know, you can't lose to Charlotte without Rozier and LaMelo. Right. And then, like I said, and this is a game, and the Warriors were struggling. They were real, and the Warriors are giving up like 180 a night. You know, it's. <laughs> 182 to be exact. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's been layup line against them for, you know, the last week and a half. Yeah. But in that fourth quarter, they, you know, they figured it out against the Kings, and like you know for like three it's almost like for 45 minutes you know De'Aaron's getting what he wants like I said Malik is just going by clay whenever he feels like it but if I if anything we talked about it last time the switches mm. why is Kevin Herter on Steph yeah well like, get the ball out of his hands yeah I mean 45 points. <laughs> get yeah. the ball out of his leave whoever's guarding Draymond leave him and go double Steph like what, what are we doing there what yeah, you think like he's gonna make it it's like the chef is cooking, you know, go get him. I remember I was playing youth ball back in the day. The coach would say, go get him. He'd tell us, to go get him. I'm like, would somebody go get him? He's only got 10, 12, 15. He's only got 40-something points, you know. Maybe we want to get the ball out of his hands. Maybe we want to make the guy shooting six for 18 beat us. Yeah. Maybe we want to make Draymond or Looney, you know, make it. Don't let that guy beat you. I mean, yeah. that's hard to say because he's going to, you know, he's Steph. Yeah. But, you know, I felt because, I mean, every time he saw Kevin Herter on him, it's like, okay, oh. barbecue chicken time. 
Yeah, he's like, it's on now. You know, and I'm like, we talked about it last time. Just when those switches happen, to me, the onus is on the players to see, okay, we're in a bad situation. Let's mm-hmm. go help them. Yeah. You know, like I said, you leave. I mean, Draymond, no, he's going to get left. Right. Right. You know, and at that point, when Steph is hitting threes, you'd rather give up a shot at the rims and give him a three because for him, when he's hot, a three is a layup. Mm-hmm. So, and, I mean, and they've been on the shot where not the three, but when the Kings got it to within one, and Steph hit the you know, he jump stopped in the lane, hit a turnaround on Herder. That was good defense by Herder. Yeah. Herder six, six, seven, six, 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 seven, mm-hmm. right there contesting the shot. Steph Curry just got it on automatic at that point. There's nothing you can do about it. All the more reason why get the ball out of his hands. I know it's easier said than done, but get yeah, the ball yeah, out of his hands. Easier said than done, but if I'm the Kings and I've got Davion Mitchell and De'Aaron Fox in the game, mm-hmm. one of you two is attached to him. Yes. You know, yeah. that, that's what I would have, you know, but hey, I don't know the game, the game plan, you know, you know, I don't, you know, were there mix-ups. Either way, maybe, you know, Steph had 47. So I don't mm-hmm. think there's one guy who would have, right. you, know, you know, if you hold him to 42, you win. <laughs> exactly right um a couple of things still coming out of this game that that i wanted to ask you about jason one of the things that we saw at least i saw we saw on this entire road trip and i want to want to know what's going to happen coming home harrison barnes has not been playing good basketball when he's out there the team has struggled mightily when he comes off the court and you bring in a Malik Monk or whatever, the game changed drastically. That's what happened tonight against the Warriors. They started off slow. Malik comes in, gives them that 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 uh, jolt of energy they needed. He scores. He gives buckets. They're back into the game. Same thing at the beginning of the third quarter. Harrison Barnes is out there with the starters. They struggle. Warriors come and do what they do at the beginning of the third. Malik Monk comes in there, starts getting things going. Terrence Davis as well. Is this a situation where Mike Brown is going to have to address this? Because this is three of the four games on this road trip. The starters haven't been able to get them off to a good start, no pun intended. Is this something that you'd still be giving more time to? And it's not just Harrison Barnes. Keegan Murray is struggling right now. He's got a lot of things going on, but he's struggling right now as well. But I mean, how long do you go with this setup at the starting at the starting rotation? I think you kind of this is still probably your best starting group. And like I said, it, Harrison struggling is highlighted more when Keegan's struggling too. So it's it's like once the bonus got going on the trip, the other two guys are like, oh, now we're struggling with our stuff. Yeah. You know, so it's I think you kind of you have to you know let it ride a little bit because I mean, wh- what are your other options? You know. You know, Metu's back in the rotation, but do you yeah. see? Yeah, you know, I don't, you know, my boy KZ just gone. Bro, they got they had they had KZ on the on the second second row today. You see that? He's in the second row. He's sitting next well, to Lindsey. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> why you got I, I don't even know if I've ever seen that. I've never seen guys in uniform in the second row. He <laughs> <laughs> never seen that. If I was a young player and they did that to me, I said, just send me down the stock and don't do this to me. <laughs> him, and, him and Moneki were in the second row. That's don't have me sitting back there with player development during the game. Just send me to, go let me go hang out with Bobby if you're going to do this to me. 
it's, it is crazy, though. I mean, because this is a guy who started your first three games of the season, and now he can't he can't sniff the court. And you've got Harrison struggling mightily out there. And, and really, yeah, he's struggling on the offensive end, but it's the, the combination of not being able to um, stop anybody as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, I'm look that's the you got to get one of them. You got to get somebody that's going to score or somebody that's going to get stopped. You got to pick a struggle. You got to pick a struggle. Yeah, you can't, you, you know. Struggle. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, but I think, you, I think Harrison has enough of a track record where you give him the benefit of the doubt that he'll figure something out. Yeah, well, you know, and, and Keegan's a rookie. Yeah. And I think even because, you know, he was the greatest player we'd ever seen back in Vegas, it's <laughs> kind of jarring to see him. Getting, open hooks and can't knock them down. Yeah, you know, and part of it is too is that playing defense in the NBA wears you down. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, he's had to chase some good people around and start games. There, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no night off for him. And the, a front court player in the NBA, no night off. No, you know, no. unless you're playing like you know, I don't know, who just has a, a front court player who's just like, oh, I mean, it's hard to find that. I mean, he might see Paul George one night. I was about to say the Kings. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yeah, I'm just looking at Harrison's numbers from tonight. Zero points. Oh, man. You went scoreless. Come on, man. 0, and, 0, 0 for 4 from the field. Three rebounds, no assist. You know, 4-10 against Orlando. 4-12 against Miami. 4, you know, 4, you know, but... uh. He went from 16 to 12 to 9 to 0. Yeah, it's going to be hard to win if Harrison gets you scores zero points. Wow. It's wow. Going to be, you know, you just, if you're the king, you hope it's an anomaly. Like, okay, this, it's going to be kind of hard for him to do. Yeah, that's, that's kind of hard to do. Zero. That's an anomaly, but Jason, and I like Harrison. I really do. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to come at him in no way, but this is like the third week we've been saying this. Yeah, he I'm had more crazy. turnovers than points. He had two turnovers, no points, one steal. Yeah, it's just not – it's hard to win if you're getting that kind – you know, that's – the yeah. And Harrison knows that's not good enough. Yeah. Probably why he only played 22 minutes. Yeah, he was out of the rotate. After after his first stint in the third quarter, he was – he didn't see the court again. I mean, it's, you know, then Keegan was only two of seven. Mm. Seven rebounds, two assists, you know, but – He's got three straight games scoring in double digits after he, you know, was setting the world on fire to start the season. You know, yeah. so I mean, yeah, you can't. Yeah, he's got some. He's got some some stuff going on. Yeah, you uh, got. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. He, six points for starting stuff. forwards is not. Yeah, six points is not going to get it done. Six points nah, for starting forwards. Sure isn't. Kings go down one sixteen one thirteen in San Francisco to the Warriors. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will look at the big picture. King's road trip, what this means, the way they've been playing, um, and how does it uh, does it bode well for the future? We'll get into all that right here on J Street Vibes. 